الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله الذي نحمده ونؤمن به ونستعينه ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله الله بالهدى ودين الحق اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون People who have faith, people who have declared faith make sure that you are aware and mindful of Allah in a way that befits His majesty, His power, His honor and make sure that you do not die except in a state of total submission with love and knowledge to the only creator and sustainer and caretaker of this whole universe and of mankind. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Ya ayyuha al-nasu attaqu rabbakum al-lazhi khalaqakum min nafsin wahidah wa khalaqa minha zawjaha wa batha minhuma rijalan kathiran wa nisa'a wa attaqu allaha al-lazhi tasa'aluna bihi wal-arham inna allaha kana alaykum raqiba People be mindful of your creator who created you from a single male and female and from them he spread men and women across the whole globe and be mindful of your kin, your relationships with your family Indeed, Allah is always watchful over you. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Ya ayuhaladina amanu taqullah wa kulu kaulan sadida. Yuslih lakum amalakum wa yafiz lakum dunubakum. Woman yutailah wa rasulah. Fakodifaz a thousand avima. Believers, people who have declared and proclaimed faith, be mindful of Allah and always speak kaulan sadida. Purposeful, concise, nice. Straight to the point, truthful words. Allah will rectify all, all of your affairs. And whoever obeys and follows Allah and His Messenger, then for sure they have the great success. They have succeeded. So back to the first ayah that I recited and translated. Believers, be mindful of Allah and Make sure that you do not die except in a state of total submission to the Creator with love and knowledge. And I added these two items here because this is very important. A Muslim, a true Muslim, submits willfully to Allah. Forceful submission, la ikraha fi din. You cannot force a person in religion. So a true Muslim is someone who does so willfully. And a person will only be able to submit themselves fully completely, totally, to the will of Allah, to the instructions of Allah, to the decree of Allah, to be content and happy with whatever Allah has decreed for their life, that person has to know, has to have knowledge of Allah, and has to do it with love. If these two items are not there, then a Muslim is going to face obstacles, a lot of obstacles in their life. Life is going to be miserable, life is going to be stressful. You have to find knowledge and understand why you're submitting, and do it with love so that your submission to Allah, your Islam is a full Islam and an Islam that you can enjoy we were driving down the road last night, this morning and the parking lots are full my wife looks at me and oh yeah, Black Friday started Black Friday is very strange it's Thanksgiving break 
the break of giving thanks, being appreciative, being grateful, and then Black Friday happens. The rat race. We just rush to, or maybe some of us don't rush, but people in this country rush to the mall, rush to the, to the grocery store, rush to the store to get the best deals. And honestly, this mindset, this perspective, the, 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 this is a representation of capitalism. And this perspective is very stressful. When you grow up in this kind of an environment, when everything dictates for you that you have to chase for the best of this life, chase the American dream. Get your degree, get your career, and chase the American dream. And throughout the whole process, you're being brainwashed to just chase this dunya. And Black Friday is a good representation of this. And this develops stress. Because in order to chase the American dream, you have to get more and more things, more and more stuff. You have to win. And in order to win, you have to win over others. Others have to lose for you to be able to win. That's a mindset that's sickening. It's a mindset that's stressful. People who go for Black Friday and try to get the best deals, they worry about it. It's, it develops you know, that sense of misery and, and feeling like you're in need of this deal that you want to get. Material things, this dunya. But Islam teaches us completely differently. Islam teaches us to share. Islam teaches us to want for our brothers what we want for ourselves. Not to be the first one to get the best deal. Not to try to win and, and win over others. In a sense, you could say that Thanksgiving is the opposite mindset than Black Friday. Thanksgiving, Islam teaches us to appreciate and be grateful for what you have and share and wish for your brothers what you have for yourself or what you wish for yourself. That's Thanksgiving or that's the idea that when I hear the word Thanksgiving, that's what I'm thinking of, to be grateful. Yet, Black Friday, subhanAllah. So, in the topic of my khutbah today, I want to present how Islam has a much better perspective and we have to promote that perspective of Islam. We have to promote it because it is a better perspective, it is a better way to grow up and develop your life. It is the better way to success in this life and the hereafter. And also because that perspective the Islam and the Qur'an have the remedy against stress and worry. And that lifestyle that America and capitalism is developing us into, trying to make us live that lifestyle, that stressful, worrisome lifestyle, that you're always worried about your finances and other things. Islam has the solution and has the cure against stress and worries. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Alif lam ra. تلك آيات الكتاب وقرآن مبين ربما يود الذين كفروا لو كانوا مسلمين ألف لام را These are the clear signs of the book and a beautiful recitation that is clear there will inevitably come a time that every single disbeliever has to face that time it will come inevitably that they would wish they had been Muslims that they would wish they had had the right mindset and submitted themselves to the decree of Allah. That time inevitably will come for every single person. For a lot of people, it comes before they die and they turn to Allah. 
If not, they will realize once they reach their death. Inevitably, people will eventually come to realize and wish that they had been Muslims, that they had turned to Allah. And a few lines later in this surah, Surah Al-Hijr, very special surah by the way, Surah Al-Hijr is shorter than Surah Yasin in the first half of the Qur'an. About 15 surahs after Surah Al-Hijr are much longer than Surah Al-Hijr. Yet it's in the beginning of the Qur'an. A few ayahs later after this statement, Allah says a very famous ayah that many, many people know. We have sent down this revelation, this reminder, the Qur'an, and we, Allah is saying, we are taking ownership to protect it and preserve it. The preservation of the Qur'an, why? For the preservation of the message, for the right mindset, for Islam, for people across the world until the day of judgment to have access to Islam. Allah has guaranteed that it will be preserved. If a person gets to know all the different facets of this preservation of the Qur'an, preservation of Islam, unlike any other religion, then there's no way a person would not be a Muslim. Once you know all the facets of this aspect of preservation, you would be convinced that this cannot be other than the speech of God, the speech of Allah. SubhanAllah. Other religions got twisted and changed over time. It's not the original authentic version that they had at the beginning. Allah has preserved the language of the Qur'an. Arabic is the oldest language that is alive today. And Allah has preserved the Qur'an through preserving even the way that you pronounce the Qur'an. The rules of tajweed, the rules of grammar, all the rules that are associated with the Qur'an, all of that is part of the package of preserving the Qur'an. Things that modern day scholars of language are establishing now. Like for example phonetics, the way to pronounce something. This was established very recently within the last few centuries. But Muslims, it's so much, so longer ago that Muslims established the way to pronounce. SubhanAllah. Even to the point that scholars of the Bible will tell you that we do not know what the speech of Isa or Jesus, السلام, we do not know what it sounded like. We can look at the letters, even if we were to assume that it's the Greek. Even the Greek of that time, we still don't know exactly what it sounded like. We don't know what it was like to recite the Injil. And that's the most recent of their revelation. What about the Psalms of Dawood The best, you know, the best voice, the amazing recitation of Dawood. Nobody knows what it sounded like. But the Qur'an was preserved through all of these rules. The Nahu and the Sarf and the Tajweed, all these things that preserved the Qur'an to preserve the message and preserve the mindset and preserve the seerah and the life of Rasulullah and preserve his hadith with authenticity unparalleled preservation of a book and a text in all of human history SubhanAllah Allah has preserved this, this book and this message and we can take benefits from that in the context of the beginning of my khutbah which is Black Friday we can use this preservation to help us Black Friday is a very stressful moment. It creates worries and stress in families because you don't want to miss out. And people feel like, they feel miserable if they've missed out on a deal. I remember this. When I was a teenager, I didn't have Islam. I wasn't a Muslim. I remember very clearly when this singer's album came out and I didn't know about it, I felt like I missed out. I felt miserable for missing out. SubhanAllah. Allah tells us, no, no, no. 
This life is deceiving. This life will betray you. This dunya will betray you. You will always feel miserable. Don't chase this dunya. You will feel miserable. The scholars have explained what this uh, deception is and they've given an example. Back in the days, the market was just for that day. They would settle their stall or their booth and they would sell their things and then at the end of the day they would pack up and go home. It wasn't a mall that's established, right? So the scholars say this dunya is just like if a person goes to the, to the market and purchases a few items and they purchase it for a certain price and once they go home they find a lot of defects in the item. Very, you know, you become very sad, very uh, upset. You would rush and go back to the market. But the market is already packed up, it's gone. You would feel completely betrayed because you got items that have defects and you can't even trade them back in. You can't even go to the seller, they're, they're gone and you don't even know where they went. That's the way this dunya is going to betray us. Now we don't see it because everything is, you know, 100% guarantee. Satisfied or you get your money back, right? <laughs> everything is like that, so we don't realize but this dunya, all these material things are still going to inevitably betray us. And Allah says the value of this dunya in Surah Al-Kahf, the surah that we are recommended and encouraged to read every Friday and recite every Friday. Everything on earth is just a beautification. That's not the purpose for the creation. All of it is a test. To see which one of you is going to be the most righteous. Which one of you is going to do the most righteous deeds. After that, everything will be gone. None of it has any value. When you go back to Allah, you don't take any of this. This is the right perspective that Allah teaches us. about Through the Qur'an, about events or things like Black Friday. And I'm not saying that a person should not go and take advantage of a deal if you find a deal. It's, it's all good and merry. But we have to have the right mindset with regards to these things, with regards to the dunya. And the fact that Allah has preserved the Qur'an, the miracle of the preservation of the Qur'an serves us to help us, to teach us the right mindset with regards to these things. So, with regards to not having a stressful life, which is the second aspect that I wanted to discuss as part of the topic today. Black Friday might make a person worry a lot, might create stress, okay. But regardless, life is going to be stressful. There's going to be some things that happen to you, events in life will be stressful. But we can control our own emotions. So stress and stress is not the same thing. A stressful event Something that happens to you, part of your life, that's stressful. That's inevitable, it's going to be there. But stress within your body, stress within you, stress within your soul, your heart, that you can control. But Islam gives us, if Islam gives us both. If you have the right mindset, you're going to take every stressful situation, you're not going to be stressed. You're going to see it and take it differently. SubhanAllah, like a person said, life is 5% what you make it. The rest of it is the way you take it. When things happen to you and you stress over things, it's going to make your life miserable. Instead, Allah teaches us, Islam teaches us to have a different perspective on life. Be thankful, be grateful for Allah's blessings. Remind yourself all the time of Allah's blessings and be patient. 
and believe in Allah and believe in His decree and His wisdom. That change of a mindset sets us up to take whatever happens and not take it as a stressful situation, just go through it. It's part of the test. But then if we do find ourselves stressed, because we're humans, we're not perfect, we're not always going to be able to, remi- to remember the decree of Allah and the perfection of Allah when something happens to us, we're going to get upset, we're going to feel miserable, we're going to feel betrayed by this dunya. It's going to happen. So then what do you do? The Qur'an is full of cure. Not medicine, cure for stress. The very end of the surah that I started from, where Allah says that every single disbeliever, there will inevitably come a time that they will wish they had been Muslims. The surah where Allah says that He has preserved the Qur'an. At the very end of the surah, Allah says to His Messenger, وَلَقَدْ نَعْلَمْ We know very well أَنَّكَ يَضِيقُ صَدْرُكَ that your chest gets tight huh? Worried, stressed, depressed Your chest gets tight Because of what they're saying Because of th- situations that are happening to you You get stressed out Your chest gets tight Subhanallah So what do you do? The last two ayahs of the surah فَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ وَكُمْ مِنَ السَّاجِدِينَ What a beautiful cure And it's very easy You don't need to go to the pharmacy to get it no, all you do is you declare the perfection of Allah. Subhanallah. Or just like we heard the thunder many times before the khutbah started, Subhanalladhi yusabbihu ra'du bihamdi wal malaikatu min khifati. Allah is so perfect. You say Subhanallah and you try to remind yourself of the perfection of Allah when you're stressed out. Subhanallah. Wa bihamdi. And you are grateful. You praise and thank Allah. When you think of these two things, when you remind yourself and you say these, you say Subhanallah and you say Alhamdulillah, but you try to th- say it with your heart and with your mind, that you're actually, you're actually aware of what you're saying. It'll relieve your stress. This is a cure that Allah is giving His Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, for when He's stressed out. And if any of us in this room were to face the things that He was facing, we would be more stressed out than He was, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Subhanallah. The prophets and the messengers are the ones that Allah tests the most. And He gives them the, the, the cure, the way to not be stressed out. Subhanallah. Walhamdulillah. Wa kum sajideen. And make sujood. If you ask any believer, what is the happiest moments of your life? The believers will say, when I'm in sujood. If you ask a believer who's physically unable to make sujood, they have to pray on a chair, they have to pray in bed. You ask them, what would you wish for? The first thing they would say, I, would, I wish I could make sujood. I wish I could make sujood. Sujood is when you're the closest to Allah. Sujood is a cure for whatever makes your chest tight. And this is part of the beauty of the revelation of the Qur'an. Allah gives us this beautiful religion with solution to all sorts of problems in life. It's not just instructions about how to divide the inheritance and things like that. What to eat and what to, not to eat. No! Allah gave us guidance on these things. He's not going to guide us on how to face stress. Of course He does. Allah guides us all over the place about how to face stress. Subhanallah. Another passage of the Qur'an. Allah says in Surah An-Nahl, which is the next surah, after this surah. And He says that, مَنْ عَمِلَ صَالِحًا مِنْ ذَكَرٍ أَوْ أُنْثَى وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنٍ فَلَا نُحْيِيَنَّهُ حَيَاةً طَيِّبًا 
whoever, man or woman, performs good deeds, but with one condition that that they are a believer. Faith and good deeds go hand in hand throughout the whole Quran. Whoever goes, does good deeds is righteous, worships Allah, righteous person, huh? and has faith in their heart, Allah guarantees. لا we guarantee, Allah says, we guarantee him, for sure, no doubt about it, him or her, guaranteed a happy life, a good life. Now this doesn't mean a nice house and a nice car and a whatever people think in this country of a good life. No, no, no. This means that that person will have contentment. Subhanallah. Contentment is the best wealth. A person will feel happy. Whatever Allah decrees for that person, whatever Allah wants, whatever Allah makes happen, it's a test that happens in their life. Whether they get blessings or they don't get blessings, whether they're poor or rich, whatever happens to their life, Allah, if a person is righteous and believes, Allah will make that person have a happy life, will guarantee that person a happy life. SubhanAllah. So the Qur'an, brothers and sisters, as the topic of my khutbah was, the Qur'an, Allah has preserved it for two things, or two things that I wanted to mention today. The first one is that it teaches us to have the right perspective on life and not be stressed about life. And then the Qur'an presents to us ways and cure to face stress if, because we're not perfect, we find ourselves in a situation that our chest is very tight, we feel worried, we feel miserable, we feel stressed out, the Qur'an provides the cure for that too. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله الذي هدانا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدانا الله We thank Allah for guiding us and we know for sure that we would not have guidance if it weren't for the guidance of Allah We would all be lost if it weren't for the guidance of Allah so Allah says Allah has guaranteed the preservation of the Qur'an because of these two things and many other things we can take from the Qur'an to have the right perspective in life to help us grow up in this country especially for the teenagers and may Allah reward all the teenagers who made the effort to come here because they're off on Friday of Thanksgiving May Allah reward all of you. Allah gives us in the Qur'an the right mindset to be successful in this life and successful in the hereafter. And many times that mindset is opposite to the mindset of capitalism. The mindset that makes people rush to the store for Black Friday. The Qur'an gives us that. Now, brothers and sisters, that means that this preservation of the Qur'an, this Islamic mindset, this Islamic environment is very, very important for our youth. It's very important for all of us. We have to strive to establish and grow Islamic environments where all of us in the all of us in the Ummah, the American Muslims, can learn this mindset and have the correct mindset about life. This is extremely important. There is no way to fully describe the importance of Islamic mindset, Islamic education. Let me just quote one of our students in Guthrie Academy. She's in high school, and she says that atheism is presented so convincingly this is paraphrasing, I haven't memorized it's presented so convincingly that it's extremely important for anybody who's a teenager between 13 and 17 years old to be in an Islamic environment or to be exposed to the Islamic 
mindset. To realize Allah has already clarified everything that the atheists say. Atheism is presented very convincingly. Allah has already clarified everything. Every doubt that an atheist might put in a Muslim's mind, Allah has already clarified everything in the Qur'an. And she continues and she says, I'm a student of science. I love science. And week after week, I keep on getting confirmation through science that, wow, Allah has already said this in the Qur'an. And not only to quote all these, we call them scientific miracles, they are not the miracle of the Qur'an, but for sure they add to the miracle of the Qur'an. This is a student saying, this is how important it is to have the Islamic mindset. The Qur'an clarifies everything that the atheist might put in your mind as a doubt as far as religion is concerned. And wallahi, no other religion has this. The religion of Allah is so true. No other religion has this. So this is the importance of the Qur'an. This is the importance of the message of Allah. And I will end with this ayah from Surah Al-Ra'd, right before Surah Al-Hijr. Allah says, Allah says about the people who uh, He guides the ones who turn to Him. And the next ayah says, These are الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَتَطْمَئِنُّ قُلُوبُهُمْ بِذِكْرِ These, the ones that turn to Him and Allah guides them, they're the ones that their hearts find rest by dhikrullah, the mention of Allah. And what better mention of Allah than the Qur'an? This is the best mention of Allah. It is with the remembrance of Allah that the hearts can find rest. So we make this dua that when Rasulullah he taught this dua to the Sahaba, they asked, Ya Rasulullah, shouldn't we teach this? Shouldn't we convey this? He said, Bala, of course, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, whoever has heard this must or should learn it and teach it. Allahumma inna ibaduk, banu ibadik, banu imaik, nawasina biyadik, maadin fina hukmuk, adalun fina qadauk. Ya Allah, we are your slaves, and whatever you decree for us, we are content with it. We know that you have all the wisdom. We are satisfied with whatever you decree for us. نسألك بكل اسمه ولك سميت به نفسك أو أنزلته في كتابك أو علمته أحد من خلقك أو استأثرت به في علم الغيب عندك. We ask you, Ya Allah, by all your names, the names that you have given to yourself, the names that you have revealed in your Quran. The names that you have taught somebody that's not in the Qur'an. The names that you have kept in your knowledge of the unseen with yourself. With all of those names, we ask you, Ya Allah, that you make the Qur'an the happiness of our heart. أن تجعل القرآن العظيم ربيع قلوبنا ونور صدورنا وجلاء أحزاننا وذهابهم منا وغمومنا آمين يا رب العالمين And time is a little short so I'll wrap it up quickly oh Allah make, make the Qur'an the, the happiness of our heart the spring of our chest and to remove all of our worry from our chest آمين يا رب العالمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وصل اللهم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين والله help all the Muslims who are weak and oppressed all over the world and help the Muslims who are facing struggles all over the world آمين ربنا أوزعنا أن نشكر نعمتك التي أنعمت علينا وعلى والدينا وأن نعمل صالحا ترضاه وأدخلنا برحمتك في عبادك الصالحين وأقم الصلاة